insight. You will find there in the book of Numbers, the 13th chapter, and verse number 30, verse number 30. And as I oftentimes tell you all, when you get home, not while I'm preaching, but when you get home, read that entire chapter in order to understand what is taking place prior to this 30th verse. But you will find these words, Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. You may take your seat. Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once <coughs> and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. I want to talk to you all just briefly as the Spirit leads. If I was to put a subject matter on this text here today, I would talk about the value of faith, the value of faith. We all know the biblical definition of faith as recorded in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Verse 1 says, now faith. And so the first thing we need to understand that if it's not now, then it's not faith. Amen. Get that in your spirit. If it's not now, then it's not faith because now faith is, it's right now. It's the substance of things hoped for and it's <coughs> the evidence of things not seen. Let me start off by saying that there's an attitude that will defeat and uh, sometimes destroy a person. That of negativism. There are several words that describe a negative attitude. Those words are words such as defeated, fearful, unbelieving, cynical, pessimistic, despairing attitude. A negative attitude is often unwilling to face the facts. It's to face the truth of a situation. In fact, a negative attitude that is deeply rooted would often lead to rebellion and unwillingness to listen and follow the truth. And this was the fundamental problem with Israel. They had a negative, defeatist, fearful, unbelieving attitude. And the result was tragic because it caused them to rebel against God and his dear servant, Moses. And so this present passage in the 13th chapter of the book of Numbers is the climax to the history of the first generation of Israelites. This rebellion was the final blow. This was the 10th rebellion of unbelief and grumbling within two years. However, in this rebellion, God knew their hearts would never change. How many of y'all know that God knows everything? And so God knew that in this particular uh, rebellion, that the hearts of the children of Israel, they would never change, that they would never trust him, that they would never trust his word, not fully, not 
completely, not like they should have. And so therefore, they put God into a predicament. Y'all do understand that you can put God in a predicament. They put God in in a predicament to where God had no choice. Everybody say no choice, no choice. God, he had to judge his people and judge them permanently because of their negative attitude, because of defeatism, because of unbelief, fear, and rebellion. It was embedded too deeply within their hearts. They were self-willed. They were stubborn. They were stiff-necked, grounded as hard as concrete in their refusal to follow God and leadership. They, they, they simply refused to enter the promised land as God demanded through sheer faith in his word and believing the promises of God. God had made them a promise that they would enter into a land that flowed with milk and honey. He made them a promise that they would live in houses that they did not have to build. They would drink from wells that they did not have to dig. And all he wanted them to do was just have faith in his word and to simply trust him. And so God spoke through his servant uh, uh, Moses and he commanded Moses to send 12 spies into the land of Canaan. In other words, the land of promise. And so Moses sent 12 men to look over the land of Canaan and then report to the Israelites who were encamped in the wilderness. And so the spy mission, you will read, had been a great <coughs> success. Not a single soldier had been lost, and a complete surveillance of the promised land had been made. Can I talk to y'all for a minute? The spies, they had carried out their mission, and they returned after 40 exhausting days in enemy territory. Now the people were anxiously waiting on their report, filled with excitement and great expectation. They were waiting on the promises of God. They were soon to begin their march into the promised land of God, but unknown to them, a crushing and horrible shock was coming. Some of the spies uh, were gripped with unbelief. Everybody say unbelief. And were to give a negative report. They were going to give a defeatist report. Ten of the twelve came back and said that the land was too difficult to conquer. They stressed the shocking negative factors. And then they began to embellish 
the facts. Isn't it amazing how people can't tell the story? And you all would have to agree when you tell your side of the story. Isn't it quite amazing how your side have a little twist to it? Y'all be patient with me. Uh, They go and they spy out the land of Canaan and they bring back uh, uh, some negative factors. They embellish uh, uh, the facts. Listen, listen at the fivefold majority report of uh, the spies on that day. Number one, they said the land is as God has said, one that flows with milk and uh, and honey. The fruit that we brought back is proof of how good the land is. And then secondly, they said that the people are very strong. And then thirdly, they said the cities, uh, they are walled, fortified, and very great. And then they say, fourth of all, there are giants that occupy the land. We are in their sight as uh, as grasshoppers. They didn't know that the bigger the giant, the harder uh, he would fall. And then, and, then, and then number five, they just simply said, uh, we are not able to fight these people for they are stronger than we are. And so the, the conclusion reached by the spies were very uh, div- diversive. In fact, the negative uh, defeatist attitude of 10 spies was uh, so distrusting of God that their report, you'll read, is called a bad, evil report. All right, I said it's a bad, it's a, it's an evil report. And then when you look at the word uh, uh, evil, the Hebrew word translated evil, it simply means uh, slander. Everybody say slander. Therefore, anytime there's any slander involved, that means uh, that the report was uh, dishonest. It did not truthfully represent the situation uh, about Canaan. And you know some Christians are just like the spies in that uh, the way they live. They they give a dishonest report about the faith. Now understand I said the faith. I didn't say their faith because all of us have faith in something. Every last one of you all, when you came uh, into church today, you had faith in that pew because I didn't see nobody look under the pew and shake the pew to see whether or not that pew was going to hold you up. You came in and you sat down, you blopped down on that pew. You know what that means? That means that you had faith in uh, that pew, that when you sat down, 
down that pew was going to hold you up. And so I didn't say the faith that you have, but I said that you give a dishonest report about the faith. In other words, the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Well, pastor, what are you talking about? Well, let me help you real quick. Because if we are gloomy and responding in our spirit and complaining in our language, then is it not evident that we give an evil report of the land? Oh, come on. For we give a false impression of the nature of the Christian life. You see, when we look mostly at our burdens and not at our blessings, we give a bad report. When we give little consideration to our possibilities, but most of our considerations to our problems, we give a bad report. When we view everything from a dismal point of view, we give a bad report. I want to know whose report do you believe? Well, guess what? I choose to believe the report of of the Lord. Well, what happens because of that negative attitude, a terrible, evil spirit of divisiveness, it took over the ten spies. Notice what happened when that spirit took over them. The Bible said they began to spread. Everybody say spread. They began, I ain't going to preach long, but I'm going to take my time. They began, they began to spread their evil and bad report among the people. Can I help y'all? Misery loves, it loves company. They began to spread it among the people. And this negative, defeatist attitude, this exaggerated, distorted report, Report of the ten spies were to doom both the spies and and the people. I need you to look at your name and say, neighbor, check your attitude. And then look at somebody else and say, check your spirit. And can I encourage y'all, be careful who you hang around. You need to stop hanging around folk with these bad spirits because bad spirits, uh, they're contagious. Watch folk. Quit hanging around folk that's always negative, always complaining, always, uh, come on, always crying, always whining. You know, always I'm broke, always I'm sick, always this, always that. Stop hanging around those kind of spirits because those spirits uh, rub off on you. Come on, tell your neighbor, it'll rub off. 
Check your spirit. That's why David in Psalms uh, 51, he had to say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and a right spirit. Now, that, that word, that word right mean a constant spirit. You got to understand because the devil wants you to be up today and down tomorrow, feeling good at 12 o'clock, but by 3 o'clock, you got a spirit of depression and oppression over you. Lord, give me a right spirit. Give me a constant spirit that your word is your word and your promise is uh, your promise and by faith I believe that you're going to do whatever you say that you're going to do. A terrible and a evil spirit it came upon those ten spies. But somebody say thank God gone for Joshua and Caleb. Hallelujah. Because the two of the twelve, they gave a different report. And you know what? It was two against ten. But being outnumbered, it does not say that you are wrong. Sometimes uh, you got to learn to be the majority. I don't care if it's 20 people saying one thing and only three people saying something else. That don't mean that the majority is always right. You might be outnumbered, but long as your spirit is right and long as your attitude is right and long as your motive is right, I stop by here to let you know you don't have nothing to worry about. All you have to do is just wait on God because they that wait on the Lord, he shall, I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute, he shall renew your strength. You're going to mount up with wings as eagles. You're going uh, to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and uh, and not faint. Don't worry about being outnumbered. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. But Joshua and Caleb, they were outnumbered, but they believed God and they believe hallelujah that they could conquer the land. The other ten men did not believe God but two men said I believe God. I stopped back here to let y'all know I don't need a hundred men around the church. All I need is just one other y'all ain't gonna talk back here to me. Just one other person that'll believe God with me. That God can do anything but fail that God can make a way out of no way that God he can supply every one of our needs according to his riches up in glory well lest I preach too long let me get down here to the 30th verse the Bible says and Caleb stilled the people hallelujah in our verse is a great statement of faith by Caleb and then you hear what you need to understand Caleb was a godly man whose faith in God was great. Caleb is now in this text 80 years old. Somebody say 80 years old. Well, well, if you don't mind, you know, when you live to be 80, that's a good age. You're on ball time anyway. Come on. I'm just wondering, is there anybody in here 80 plus? Come on, raise your hand if you're 80 plus. Do I have anybody that, well, look at here. I only have to, God, I'm looking, mother, looking at me. Well, that's all right. That's all right. You ought to be glad that you're 80 plus. People are dying. I got a cousin. 
cousin who just died the other day, Elimation, was doing okay, 49 years old, taking a shower and died right there in the shower, preparing to go to work. 49 years old. Honey, when you reach 80, that's a blessing nowadays. The Bible said he was 80 years old. Brother Ben, don't let nobody make you feel like you're washed up and you're not needed no more. Mother Brian, don't let nobody make you feel like you're walking slow and you're not needed no more. Somebody ought to shout, the devil is a liar. You might not be able to move as fast and see as good, but honey, God still got, my God, he still got something for you to do. In fact, it was Caleb, well, I got to move on here. It was Caleb that declared, give me this mountain <laughs> while the rest of you have this defeated attitude and uh, and this negative attitude he said I'm stronger today than I was yesterday I wish I had about five folk that are declaring this place uh, I'm stronger today than I was yesterday uh, stop walking around here like you hurting and in pain tell yourself I'm stronger today than I was you got to speak those things sometimes uh, that are not as though they were stop sitting around oh my let me move on here. My God, he said, I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. And so, my God, he believed God. And he believed him and Joshua, who was a young man. And that's why, young people, let me help us here. Let me help us here. Don't do, we got to learn how to respect seniors. I don't care. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. My God. I know, I know sometimes we think we know more than them. And, and, and because of Google and the internet and, and all this fast-paced stuff, we might know some stuff that they don't know. But can I please help every young person in the house? I don't care how much you read. Hallelujah. You cannot beat experience. Because front of the matter is they've already been where you trying to go. I don't care how many books Michael read. I don't care how many degrees he get behind his name. There are some things that the book can't teach. You got to learn by experience. And some of us done been there. We'd have done that. And so, my God, let's respect our seniors. Come on, look at your name and say respect your senior. I don't care if you're 80. If you're sitting next to somebody that's 90, you might be 80, but you respect that person that's 90 never lose your respect my God thank you Holy Ghost that wasn't in my notes but thank you Holy Ghost don't ever lose your respect for for the seniors so here we have Caleb Caleb is a man of faith Caleb says at 80 years old that we are able to possess the land. He was the spokesman for the minority report and had the courage to speak out even though he was a 
outnumbered. Well, what do I see in this text? And then I'm going to let y'all go home. Amen. What I see in this text is simply this. The first thing that Caleb will teach us is that faith brings peace. Somebody say faith brings peace. Watch the text. Because our verse begins by saying Caleb, he did what? Stealed, oh God, thank you, the people. Now, why did they need stealing? Because the report of unbelief from the ten spies had upset them. The majority report was noising and caused, it caused a great commotion among the people. I got to tell you this, error and inaccuracy needs confusion to advance its cause. When you see somebody that's in error, it's always going to be confusion because that is the only way that it can advance its call. When people become still and do some thinking, they will make better choices. I stop back here to tell you as Caleb stilled the people, some of y'all just need to learn how to just be still. Shut your mouth and and be still. Get off of Facebook. Facebook. Come on here and let everybody know your business in this world. And just learn how to be. Look at your name. Say, neighbor, be still. Be be still. Do some thinking. Be still and know that I am God. I told y'all last week, my God, to know means by experience. And so be still. Be quiet and take time in your quietness to reflect back on what God has already done for you. How God has already opened up the door. How God have already spoke to your boss. How God have already healed your body. Be still. Tell your neighbor, be still. You're listening to the noise and all of the confusion and all of the commotion that's around you. And because you're close to it, the devil will cause you to take it to heart and it'll send you into a spirit of depression and oppression. But somebody ought to shout, the devil is a liar. I'm going to steal my spirit. I said, I'm going to steal my spirit from all of the noise and all of the commotion that's going on around me. I know there's commotion on your job, but steal your spirit. I know there's commotion in your home, but steal your spirit and know that I am God. Caleb gave the report of faith. Hallelujah. And when Caleb said we are more than able, it calmed the soul because faith, faith always does that. Faith steals. It steals the troubled heart and it brings peace. And the greatest peace is with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so the first thing I see is that faith brings peace. And then Secondly, I see that faith produces passion. It's right here in the text. Caleb is the one that said it. After he told him to be still, he said, let us go up at once. 
Let's not. Let's not wait till tomorrow. Let's not wait until a better time. Let's not wait until my income tax check come in. Let's not wait to hear the doctor's report. Let's not wait. I stop by here to tell you faith produces passion. He said, let's go at once. Let's possess the land at once. Speaks of zeal, of passion to do God's bidding. Caleb did not want to procrastinate. He wanted to be prompt in possessing the land. Did you not know that faith stirs the heart to get moving for God? Don't tell me you have faith and you just sitting around on a log like you're watching the birds fly by. The devil is a liar. Faith will stir the heart to get you up and cause you to move for God. Unbelief, it kills your zeal for God. And those of the Israelites who lack faith, they did not want to move forward. But the two men of faith did. And so true faith will be prompt to obey and serve the Lord. Procrastination in God's service, it exposes unbelief. And so when you procrastinate uh, in the service of God, I don't care what come out of your mouth, when you procrastinate, it just shows your unbelief. Not only the faithless, I preach too long, not not only does it produce passion, but I see something else in the verse. Faith provides possessions. Watch this. Because if the Israelites acted by faith, Caleb said they would possess the land. And so in view of the strength of the inhabitants of the land, it would take a lot of courage to obey the command of God in order to possess the land. I did not tell y'all that it was going to be easy. But how many of y'all know if the Lord go with you? Uh, well, 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 that's what they said. That's what they said. They said, if the Lord delights in us, we are more than able to conquer the land. I want y'all to know something. If the Lord delights in you, if he delights in your prayer life, if he delights in, in your worship, if he delights in how you're serving him, you're more than able uh, to possess the land. Land. Yeah, it took a lot of courage, but faith has that courage to obey God. Unbelief don't have it. And what is, what a land it was. In fact, several of the men brought back a cluster of grapes. It was so big that it took two men to carry. You ain't never seen a cluster of grapes that it take two men to carry. That means it was a process prosperous land. I stop back here to let you know that faith, it gives good possessions. When you walk by faith and not by sight, the blessings of God make it rich. I don't know who I'm talking to and it added no sorrow. I tell y'all, quit testifying that God blessed you with that car and you got to hide it from them coming to repossess it. That's not a blessing, honey. But I stop by the testimony 
tell you that when God bless you, he don't add no sorrows. Uh, don't let don't let unbelief prevail. Don't let it prevail. Because they, because they let unbelief prevail, uh, they had to live in the wilderness for 40 years. It should have taken them 7 to 10 days to make it to the promised land. But because of their negative attitude, I'm trying to help somebody. Because of their negative attitude, God said himself, I'm going to take them the long way around. I'm going to teach them some lessons. They need to learn some stuff about me. They need to learn that I'm God Almighty. I can do anything but fail. Can I, can, 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 can I please help you, St. Luke? Let's learn the lesson so that God don't have to take us the long way, the long way around. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 long years. And the Bible says nobody above the age of 20 made it into the promised land. Now, wait, 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 wait. If they were 20 years old when they went in and they stayed there for 40, that made them 60. But guess what? They didn't make it in. Well, thank you, Holy Ghost. Don't serve God and then don't make it in. Come on here, somebody. Because of your negative, because of your negative attitude. Well, let me close. Let me close. Because I see something else in this text. I see something. I see one more thing just in this one short verse. And the last thing I see in this verse is that faith gives power. I, I said faith gives power. Caleb said to the Israelites that we were well able to possess the land. Well able. Well. Everybody say well able. Well. Come on. Get it in your spirit. Say I am well able. Say I am well able. Come on. Say it. Come on. You in school now. Say I am well able. I am well. Come on. Some of y'all ain't saying it. Uh, come on. Don't, don't let this pass you by. I am well I am well able because well able is the strength that comes by faith that makes us a conqueror instead of one that is that is conquered. Faith, here's what it does. It taps into the power of God and it walks in the strength of God. Hallelujah. When you really have faith and you tap into the into the power of God, your walk change. Not only does your walk change, but your talk change. Not only does your talk change, but the way you live changes. Why? Because you have tapped into the promises and the power of God. And therefore, you walk in the strength of God. That's why David said, God is my refuge and he is my what strength he's uh, I just want to talk and close he's a very present uh, help in the time uh, he in the time of trouble you've got to understand that when you tap into the power of God and you began to walk in the strength of God. That does not mean that you're not going to experience trouble. But the old songwriter said, have you 
any rivers that seems uncrossable and have you any mountains that you cannot seem to tunnel through but this is the part I like Diane he said God special in that Jane Pearson song God specializes in things thought impossible and he will do what no other power can do and then the songwriter said when your body is full of disease and your medication it won't give you no ease he said God specializes in everything are you friendless and in despair and nobody seem to care God specializes and he'll be right there I still believe that he will do what no other power can do nothing but the Holy Ghost power and the testimony of Caleb was a strength and it was one of courage believers we got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might finally my brethren and my sisters be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might be strong and of good courage fear not nor be afraid for the Lord your God he it is that go he's going before you you will not fail cause he'll never he'll never lead you I stop by to tell somebody the Lord is walking before you you don't tell your neighbor you don't have to worry because when you get there he's already there say yes yes I'm finished now but come on David and help me close and David tell us the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked even my enemies and my foes they came upon me to eat up my flesh they tried they tried to kill me but they stumbled and they fell though 
a host encamp against me. My heart, tell your neighbor my heart, I will not fear. I'm confident in the God I serve. My faith is strong. I'm a hold my head up. Hey, everybody, lift your head up, lift it up. Lift your head up. Look to the hills which come in your help. Your help coming from the Lord. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift him up, the everlasting doors. The King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads. Oh, ye gates, even lift him up. The everlasting doors, the king of glory, shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. Tell your neighbor the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. I shall not be afraid. For the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Because the Lord is on my side. I will not, I will not, I will not fear what man try to do to me. Because God is my salvation. God is my strength yes yes and I shall not be moved I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of waters I will not be moved my mind is made up I'm a hold my head up I'm going. Tell your neighbor I'm going. I'm going. Somebody say all the way. Say all the way. All the way. From earth to glory. I'm on my way. Ask your neighbor, how's your faith? How's your faith? How's your faith? How's your faith? Woo. I can look at your face and tell how your faith is. Ah, yes. My faith is strong. Put a smile on your face. I'm not defeated. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm victorious. And I'm more than able. Don't try to tell me what I can't do. Next I 
time somebody try to tell you what you can't do, tell them to get out your face. Don't tell me what I can't do. Jesus is my fortress. A constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watch over me. Don't try to tell me what I can not do. I can do all things. I don't care how big the grapes are. I don't care they look like giants and we look like grasshoppers. Where's your faith? Where's your faith at, grasshopper? Where's your faith at? You better tell the devil. You come to me with a sword and a spear. With carnal things. But I'm coming in the name of the Lord. Everybody stand. And Caleb stilled the people. He had to do it. Because of the report. There was a lot of commotion. There was a lot of confusion. Ain't nothing changed. Let me tell y'all, ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. There's a lot of confusion in this world. There's a lot of commotion in this world. I was reading just last night and it disturbed my spirit on Yahoo News getting ready to cut one school district getting ready to cut right at 200 almost 250 teachers that teach special ed